HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Comté Cheese Association. Comté, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at comté-usa.com. That's c-o-m-t-e-usa.com. This week on Meat and 3, we're spotlighting the people, dishes, and ingredients decolonizing food. We're looking at our Thanksgiving plates and beyond to explore efforts to reclaim food sovereignty in Native American culture, the African diaspora, and Puerto Rico. I believe that oyster dressing is like the consummate side dish for an amazing fried turkey. What we're doing there is just working the land and we're laughing and we're creating a space for joy. And it's in that that healing occurs for us. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Cutting the Curd. I am your host, Kara Warren, and today on the show, I have my co-hosts and friends, Jessica Kesselman and Diane Stemple, on to join me and talk turkey, or uh, actually, in this case, cheese. (laughs) Um, uh, I I bet you guys, uh, cheesemongers, you're counting the hours at the counter, and uh, the mania has started. I can feel it in the air. Um, I was in a supermarket the other day, and Definitely, people were buying lots of food and and much much more. But uh, Diane and Jess, welcome to the show. Thank hey, you. Good to be here. Good to be um, here. Awesome. So um, I figure we can kind of do this roundtable style a little bit. And uh, I was thinking, so first we should do like top two products, top two cheese products, or maybe just products for the holidays. Uh, Jess, I'm going to shoot to you first. What do you feel like are the top two items that are kind of moving right now? <laughs> um, oh, I thought you meant like you were going to say like my personal two. Oh, well, we can, we can, we can do we can do that eventually. Because, but, uh, OK, great. Yeah. Because I, I have I've been um, daydreaming about one of them. Uh, I just need a place in order which I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I might as well just go and say, and and I think this applies to your question. I have been obsessed with pimento cheese bread. I, 
Uh, yeah, I I don't know why I've been dreaming of it. I've been like really, really wanting to have that for the holidays. Well, uh, and you, um, and there are so many people making great pimento cheese bread, either like in house at you know your local favorite shop, or you know mail order from. You know, I, I've been thinking about Sweetgrass Dairy and Zingerman's makes a great one. I mean, there's so many options. And so I've kind of been thinking about getting a few different types of spreads. Uh, Are you going to do like pimento a, pimento, a pimento cheese, like vertical tasting? Is that what I'm sensing right now? Mm, it, it might happen. <laughs> it just might happen. Okay, I'm very jealous right now. I, I, so I, I definitely, yeah. yeah, so I definitely think... Um, that's one of the options. And then the other one, I wouldn't even say is necessarily cheese. I think ice cream and some other like fresh cheese items like mascarpone and stuff. I think people are taking those a lot more seriously now and kind of doing their research about what to buy. And, and the flavors mm. are just so amazing right now. So, mm. so I'm going to say mm. spreads and, um, and other forms of dairy you know, Topping. products, whether they're fresh cheese <laughs> yeah. or, you know, ice cream. Okay. I like, I like where you went there, Jess. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to Diane now, because I'm curious, Diane, what you think are uh, the top two for you right now? Well, I have, um, uh, can you hear me? Oh, sure can. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have completely different ideas, That's um, good though. but, but they're my own ideas. <laughs> that still works. They, they weren't um, other people's ideas. So uh, I have fallen in love with Dorothy's Dorothy's cheese. Oh, you know, know this cheese? Yes, I do. It's it's um it's produced by um the French company Savencia, I believe, and then it's um there's a, a creamery in Illinois, or they own the creamery, some story like that. Right, um, right. From so Lena, Illinois. Yes, that's right. That's right. And so, are you doing the ashed version or the unashed? Version. Well, I like both the oh, keep training and comeback cow. Oh. Those are my two, two names of, of the cheeses. And I don't know which is which, though. Then I was just doing a little homework and saw there was a truffle one. Uh, oh, really? I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. I, it, it could have been just for, you know, the holidays. Hmm, I see. Which could be true. Yeah, I would imagine some of the truffle products that, yeah, last quarter time is right, full on right. truffle. Um, right. I mean, so it's so, funny. Um, uh, but it's incredibly, two, it's inexpensive. Yeah. It's nine ninety nine okay. for uh, Dorothea, uh, okay. Dorothea cheese. And um, I recently had Keep Dreaming um, and before that, I had come back cow, and I don't really see that big a difference. Uh huh. I see. But but they're both lovely. I see. I see. Okay. And you know, I did a really practical. I went practical for some reason this season. I, I was thinking top two. It's going to be cheddar for mac and cheese. Um, oh. You know, and then brie for baked brie, and then I kind of wanted to follow that up with like, do you guys? feel and uh, let's we'll run back to Jess on this one now Jess do you feel that people are into big free still is this a thing that people love I I wasn't sure I, I mean I think I see it a lot right now um but... yeah I'm I'm seeing it you know what I'm seeing it in like different 
packaging now. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's coming, you know, from all directions and, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can buy it pretty much anywhere and you can either get it like, you know, where the store wrapped the brie or maybe it's, um, or maybe it's in a, uh, you know, a, a box that the store got from a distributor. I have never had baked brie as an adult. Really? I haven't seen it. It's never been in my presence. So <laughs> this is a, this oh, is a funny wow. thing. I think this is a funny thing that like as cheese people, we should all just take a step back and think about because it is like these obvious cheese like delights that like somehow mm-hmm. it's like when you're in New York City and you're you've been living in New York City for a million years you never go to the Empire State Building so I sort of feel like big brie is that to cheese people like we just don't get to it it's yeah but, you know but, you know I've lived in a lot of cities on the west coast I've and the east coast um <laughs> and you know in my previous life of you know not cheese and I never saw it then either so I, someone's eating it it's somewhere um <laughs> But You're definitely eating it. Wait, yeah. so let's pitch this to Diane now. Diane, have you eaten a baked brie before? I think so. Not recently, but okay. I think so because I, I come, I, you come upon it at a party. That's see, that's yes, I, I and agree. I'm nervous it. to show it to you because you're a cheese person. Really, you think there's a bit of a, okay? Well, it's too normal. It's too, too normal. Too normal. But I think um, if you add like certain toppings to it or like other, um, you know, specialty foods, I mean, you know, people mm-hmm. do bacon wrapped ones now. I'm not saying that we should do bacon wrapped brie. That's a little maybe over the top for some, but, you know, Ooh, there's. That sounds there's, awful. That sounds <laughs> awful. See, for you, that sounds awful. See, I went too far on that. Okay. All right. Well, you know, okay, let's segue now. Um, I want to segue to. Um, are either one of you making things? Are you hosting Thanksgiving this year? Uh, Jess, are you making it for the family? Are you cooking? Yeah, so um, it's just going to be our immediate family, just my husband and me and the kids. And my husband's been um, the turkey master of ceremonies for for a while, um, mm-hmm. for many years. So, you know, this is, this is his day. The kids... Okay. Um, you know, they requested mac and cheese. So I'll be doing that. I've got my, I've got my blend that I okay. use. Is it and, a um, blend? What's yeah, what's blend? the blend? Spill the beans. Okay. So <laughs> I use, I use a, like a two year aged cheddar. That's the bulk. And then I, um, you know, when I can get my hands on some, uh, point raised Toma, I'll use that. And if I can't, mm. then I use Gruyere. And then I sprinkle on some Parmigiano Reggiano on the top. Ooh, but there used to be, it's the Martha Stewart recipe nice. that yeah. Smitten Kitchen yeah. kind of, you know, brought back to life. It's really uh-huh. good. It makes, it makes a lot though. So, you know, you can cut it in half, but I first went with the um, artisanal, the restaurant, their yeah. mac and cheese recipe. That was my mm-hmm. original go-to and that mm-hmm. had mascarpone in it and it was to die for. But the kids, they they prefer the, you know, the regular, the, the Martha Stewart. So right. I, I keep okay. thinking, you know, and I may bring back the other one. But okay, now what? Which cheddar? Which cheddar? So I have found that Grafton melts the best and has Ooh. the best. Something happens to that cheese when you melt it. Like the flavor mm-hmm. is just so right on. Um, it's a little mellower than than it is when you eat it 
by itself, like not melted. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I do have some connection with them right now, like okay. not directly, but, yeah. um, you have a hook but I just somewhere. wanted to yeah. put that out there. But even before that, when I was just doing shows alongside them, mm -hmm. um, I would always try and leave a show with a chunk of Grafton cheddar and some Toma <laughs> and I'd go home and I'd make mac and cheese. Um, and that's how it happened. A question about your mac and cheese. Do you make a roux for it? Are you doing? I do. Okay. And then, so which butter are you using for that? Because this is another strong component of the mac and cheese. Do you, do you have a preference on butter or? You know, I never thought about it. I never ah. thought about it being a strong component. Right. And, well, and I'll, I'll you got to school me on that. Yeah, yeah. I just use, so I, I am picky about my butter. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have the brands that I love. Um, mm -hmm. but it's not cultured. It's, you know, from the supermarket. Yeah. No, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll plug, I'll put a plug in for myself on this one. Uh, I'll hook you up with some e Cultured culture, but oh, okay. I, think, I, I think that's what's needed. That's the next level step. Although it's funny. Right. So, so when I was researching, um, Mac and cheese ideas for myself this season, cause I feel like that's what happens. Um, I started looking at <laughs> Southern recipes and they use eggs and milk as the, um, like the bechamel, instead of a bechamel, instead of a roux bechamel, traditional mac and cheese recipe. So I'm thinking about giving that a play, but I really do mm. love the whole making the classic, you know, uh, cheese sauce for the mac and cheese mm -hmm. and then adding the breadcrumbs mm -hmm. on top. I don't think there's, you know, mm, you can't get out of that. Um, uh, but Diane, so Diane are, are you going down mac and cheese lane as well? Or, or are you, are you cooking? Never, this season? No, well, I'm not cooking. I'm going. Uh, oh, that's with my exes, um, uh -huh, cool. and uh, I'm not. Uh, I've never made mac and cheese. What? That's wild. Okay. I've well, I've never made mac and cheese. I used to make it in the box no for my son when what? he was zero. Oh, that happens okay. a lot in my house. Okay. Oh, you do. Yeah. Well, you but this to. is the bad box. That's okay. No, this is a bad box. Yeah, <laughs> not Annie's craft. Yeah, I, I mean, oh okay. my God, it's they're owned by the same company now, anyway. I believe so. <laughs> there you go. But um, no, the craft. Oh. I've gone back to the craft. Craft. I mean, we we can do a whole episode on box mac and cheese, guys. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I'm you sure throw everyone. some cumin in there. You can just oh, see. I was going to say yeah. buffalo hot sauce. Well, that too. That I'm just, but uh, you know, we're all gluttons sometimes. Um, <laughs> Okay, so moving on. But Diane, along. are you bringing cheese to oh, yeah. your gathering? Oh, yeah. Yes, I will bring. I will bring, I'm but I'm bringing. buying, um, well, I've bought some already because it was hardier. And then I'll go to the good store near me, uh, Campbell's Cheese. I was going to say, give him a shout out. You know, I'll, I'll buy some and then I'll get more. Okay. Well, I'll get we'll, we'll get back to you on that one. Um, you know, in a day or two. Can I, can I just circle back to that fake brie thing? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Because if, you know, norm under normal circ like non COVID circumstances, mm -hmm. I would go out and buy cheese for more people to eat because, you know, really in a, you know, in our family, it would just be me and my husband most likely eating more adventurous cheeses. And, um, that's when I would normally buy like a Rush Creek Reserve or, you know, something gooey and creamy that you can just like dip right into or heat up. And mm -hmm. so like, I think in a way the bake free, you know, if there's more competition, 
You don't have to, you know, you want an ooey gooey cheese. It doesn't have to be the bakery anymore. There's, you know, other, you know, other players out there. So, and I'm thinking about it because, um, you know, Diane and also in normal times, you generally have like a holiday gathering and there's always something gooey in there. (laughs) um, Well, I'm going to miss that this year. Oh, me too. My holiday gathering is traditional. That's true. And it's it's always a good party. People bring the best wine. Uh, You put out an amazing cheese spread and then also people bring more cheese. Right. Um, Oh, the the cheese is, well, I I buy maybe six or eight and then people bring crazy cheese. Yeah, I know. Well, It's a cheese party. I mean, it is totally a cheese party. I will say to circle circle back to the listeners on this, I feel like everyone is getting to throw their own holiday parties, their own personal favorites. You know, before I think people had to cater to their family and what they liked and like, who knows the other relative out there who's Mm -hmm. vegan or their Mm in-law or whatever. And like now people can actually get what they really want to do. Like I personally, I don't really like turkey. So I bought a smoked chicken from my local butcher and I'm going to heat that up for Thanksgiving. Um, Very along nice. with some, yeah. Yeah. Along with some like white trash sides that I, I thought I'd give like a chance that I'm like, I wonder what it's like if you don't make your own stuffing. Let's see what, let's see what that tastes like. Um so like I, yeah, I'm mixing it up with high and low because I I'm gonna add some Asigny creme fraiche and some Asigny butter to stuff, and then like just kind of mix that all together. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know hopefully I succeed at life. But then it's also just like everyone gets a good bottle of wine this year and they're set. It's not mm-hmm. like you're entertaining ten people at a table um, right, right. this season. Um, so I think it's kind of a nice relief within all this crazy that's been happening happening this year. Um, it's a good way to think about it that people are not feeling that way yeah well I I think you have to give it a positive spin and I I think you have to find the things that you enjoy the most Mm -hmm. and and take it a step further I'm all Mm -hmm. about a little bit of selfishness to to make the day brighter you know what I mean (laughs) well Uh, I think I think along the same lines as Diane you know when she was talking about Dorothy cheese and stuff is all these cheeses that are available in smaller formats is oh, the perfect right. cheese to serve right now, you right. know? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm willing to take uh, more of a, a chance on a cheese I'm not familiar with right now. Um, you know, a little extra treat, you know, mm-hmm. and if it's in, if it comes in a small format, like I'll go for it. And mm-hmm. then if you don't, you know, you have it left over, you just throw it all into a mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how I stumbled upon my my recipe personally. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll throw if I have a smoked cheese in the house, I'll throw that in. If I have any like stumps of like three or four different cheddars or cheddar styles, I throw those in. You know, it's it it's a way to use up everything, but you know, it, you never know what you're gonna get, and then you kind of like just keep making it over and over. And yeah, all right, listeners, you're listening to Cutting the Curd. I'm Kara Warren. My guests are Jessica Kesselman and Diane Stemple, and we will be right back. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Conte Cheese Association. Conte Cheese Association represents the Conte PDO. 
Conte Protected Designation of Origin in the USA. Conte is a raw milk cooked pressed cheese from the Jura Mountains of France. There, every day, 2,500 family farms deliver milk to over 150 local cheesemaking facilities, or fruitiers. This milk must be transformed into Conte within 24 hours of milking to preserve the lactic microflora in the milk, ensuring the cheese's aromatic potential. About 105 gallons of milk are required to craft a single wheel of Conte. Conte takes time to acquire its flavors in the affinage cellars. After eight months of aging by dedicated affineurs on average, each wheel of Conte is graded and shipped to market. No wheel of Conte is the same. Its flavors speak to the pastures where the cows grazed, the season in which it was made, the particular craftsmanship of the cheesemaker, and the time spent in the aging cellar. Therefore, every wheel of Conte is unique. Learn more about Conte, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at Conte-USA.com. That's C-O-M-T-E hyphen U-S-A dot com. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Cutting the Curd. I'm Kara Warren. And today, like I was saying before, we got Jess and Diane on the show, my colleagues and friends for all things cheese and, and co-hosting of this awesome podcast. Um, and the next thing I wanted to ask them is, did they buy anything online this year? Was there a specialty food product um, mm-hmm. that they took a chance on from afar? Um, I'm curious. And uh, did either of you, let's start with Diane. Diane, did you buy anything online this year? Not yet. But I'm are you considering anything? I'm, I'm considering it. Um, well, no, I think I bought cheese from Saxelby. Online? Yeah. Really? Because yeah. she's local to you. I thought maybe, ah, interesting. Well, it was when I was in New Jersey. And so it wasn't so local. And um, I bought it. Oh, and what was it again? Because I, I just yeah. lost you in the recording. I don't for a remember. I don't oh. remember what oh, I bought. That's, fair. that's okay. All right. Well, but you su- you supported Anne, uh, Anne Saxby, yeah. that is. Um, yeah. And you have her book. So maybe there's some new rules and guidelines that you've, uh, you've associated <laughs> with the cheese. That's cool. Um, Jess, did you buy anything online or are you considering anything online? So you're, you're going to start to see a theme here with me. Um, <laughs> I bought Jenny's ice cream uh, <laughs> online. Yeah. I got a box of six pints back Ooh. in, uh, gosh, when things were really hitting the fan and we were all just like, you know, wearing the same clothes for days and days, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and homeschooling. Yes. So it, must have been like April or May and um and it was amazing and then I I did it again for Thanksgiving um went with some of her holiday flavors and because it was just great I mean it was it was easy um uh it it comes packaged so well uh so I did that um planning on getting some pimento cheese spread for uh Christmas that's my next one um but I also did something online it wasn't so much shopping but um my youngest daughter and I took an online burrata and mozzarella making class oh wow so I guess it's kind of a purchase an online purchase but um yeah it was a virtual class and it was, it was really great so I think it's not just you know stuff um but also experiences because 
you know, we couldn't go out for so long. We, we still can't do a lot of these things in person. So right. yeah. yeah. So that, that was a lot of fun. Ah, wasn't... Well, well done. And, yeah. and where did you, who did you do the burrata and um, she's making course with who can you give a so, shout out or is it? Yeah. A... Yeah. We did it through Murray's. Oh, Murray's. Uh, okay, Murray's yeah. cheese shop. And it was great. Um, okay. And then they send you a, you know, a link to the recording so you can go back and revisit it and they give you all the directions, um, you know, to print out so we can try it again. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It would yeah. make a great gift too to people. Oh yeah. I, okay. So that's another thing. I started looking at gifts, food related gifts online. Um, and I feel like I have to redo my research now because I, feel like the pimento cheese has snuck in from like, <laughs> like that is, that is a big one and and then I feel like okay maybe there's some other like charcuterie products especially you know I was just hanging with uh philosophy foods Carrie and Dave on the last episode and they had a ton of really interesting products that I was like ooh, I wonder if I should get this for people down the line mm-hmm. so I guess we're all start, starting to think about foodie gifts as well now a little bit mm-hmm. um yeah. like I mean Diane I know sometimes you have certain beers that you like. Is there anything that you're sort of eyeing for uh, Christmas time coming up? Uh, not yet. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of Christmas. You're trying to think of Christmas. Yes. I, well, I guess we have to get through this first hurdle a yes. little bit and then yes. we'll start to, <laughs> and then we'll start to get into it because I will say, um, I don't know if either of you have actually walked into a grocery store. I know with COVID things are a little difficult right now, but I was in like an Aldi this morning and uh-huh. it was just like, sort of like mad. There are so many people on a Monday already buying lots and lots of things. Um, well, it's the Monday before Thanksgiving. That's the time, right? I mean, I felt like maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, you wait a little to the last minute. Um, uh, but maybe that's the New Yorker attitude about it now is like, full moxie no i guess um you know hold on to your turkeys grab the stuffing what is it cream of mushroom i mean some people is the cream of mushroom even have cream in it i wonder i should look at the can but um yeah so there's a lot of things going on um although i do know with the pandemic on top of everything else i think we are seeing a little bit of hoarding happening again i'm seeing photos of like empty shelves with you know where the toilet paper used to be Um, so i think people are thinking while i'm here i mean that's that's what i was doing i started shopping for thanksgiving like a week or two ago i just started like i might as well get it now because i don't know what things are going to look like in a week you know so right right. yeah that's a fair point. I mean, I think everyone is shopping a few weeks ahead because when I went to look at the Thanksgiving displays in some stores already, they were that you're exactly right. They were picked over. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully people get uh, a refresh on their deliveries and uh, more product will trickle in um, because it, the full buying power is up, um, especially, I guess, with restaurants closing again as well i mean not that so many people go out to well maybe there's there's a good chunk of people i would say that used to go out for prefix meals for thanksgiving so the restaurant industry now doesn't have that um key element either anymore right um so we're gonna have to see through all this how everyone keeps adapting and pivoting but um you know it's interesting trying to act cheerful but it's actually a bad situation 
Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, it, it truly, it truly is. But uh, I think you know that's why when people do have their Thanksgiving meals with their awesome cheeses and specialty foods this season, it's good to take a moment to remember what's going on in the world and you know take a deep breath and you know happy even if you're two people to ten people just say this is a great thanksgiving because we're here together and you have this great food that you thought about you know you put your little extra thoughtfulness into the food um and you know you you make it the best it can be um i think that's that's the best takeaway from all that um Mm I guess in terms of secret cooking tips, by the way, to segue to something a little bit later, I just, mm-hmm. uh, not just realized, but I want to say I did make um, an Italian wedding soup last week, which is um, like a tomato-based soup with noodles and everything. I um, didn't have Parmesan rinds, so I went to the old drawer, and of course I have lots of Mimolet rinds. <laughs> Surprised everyone, I have a lot of Mimolet rinds in my fridge. So I actually threw that into the uh, Italian wedding soup. And I have to say, it was really effing good. Like, oh, I, yeah, I cannot fathom how that works. Mimolette rinds? Yeah, because when I think <laughs> Mimolette rind, I just remember dusting off mites. Aha. Well, I mean, um, so- by, by the point they're in my fridge, it's not as dusty. Um, and, you know, it's um, then you still have the earthiness of that rind from the cave cellar situation. Mm-hmm. So it actually, you know, and then you have the the saltiness like you would sort of like a Parmigiano. You know, you have that really aged out cow's milk cheese uh, with the twosome kind of quality to it, but it has that very high salt. You know, it's brined for three days, so it has an intense amount of salt in it. So it mm-hmm. actually works like that umami salty business. Now, I know some people laugh, oh, umami, ha, ha, ha. But I mean, it did do the trick. It did great. It was delicious. Um, I don't know if I would try it personally because I can't. I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to try your soup first. Oh, okay, fine. But... <laughs> Ditto. I'll, I'll we'll serve up a soup and exchange butter and creme fraiche and all our goodies one day. Um, but okay, so moving on to you guys, uh, Jess. What is a cooking a cheese cooking tip if you have one handy that you can give to our listeners? Mm. Oh boy. Well, you know what? Um, lately, so I'm obsessed with the New York Times cooking app. Mm. And I finally created a folder, like a subfolder um, of my favorite recipes that um, use cheese. Uh-huh. And um, because I often have like just pieces of cheese in my fridge and I, or like the like last half cup of ricotta, you know, just things that mm-hmm. need to be used up. So I made a cheese folder and um, I'm finding more recipes that instead of using um, grated Parmigiano Reggiano, mm-hmm. I'm using um, bigger like shreds or flakes uh-huh. and roasting them, not using it as a finishing um, like sprinkle, but like cooking with you know roasting and cooking with larger pieces of parmigiano reggiano there's a roasted cauliflower recipe on the new york times cooking app where you cook the last like 15 20 minutes with you know flakes of parmigiano reggiano and it is insane it is so good yeah man i think you've just inspired me to hook up and get a little bit more organized on my recipe folder that's uh... (laughs) 
that's a that's a good tip, actually. Diane, do you have a a, a follow up to a to a tip uh, either cooking I or otherwise? I don't cook with you cheese. Don't, you don't cook with cheese. You just eat it straight up. Yes, usually. <laughs> yes. Well, wait. What what is the what is the if you don't eat it straight up? <laughs> what was the what was the opposite of that? Uh, no, I I don't I don't do it. Oh, you just don't. Do you, do, there's no grilled cheese in the. I was gonna say. No, very very little grilled cheese. Do you use cheese as a finisher or anything, or do you like yes. seriously don't mix your? No, like... I do. I do put cheese on top of things. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Um, Parmesan, um, uh, queso fresco. You know, I mean, uh, whatever the recipe calls for, I will put it on top. Right, but I don't um, cook with cheese. I oh, never have. Interesting. interesting. Can I can I ask yeah. you guys a controversial question? Sure, I yeah. love it. How do you guys feel about fruit in your cheese? Because this time of year, we start seeing lots of fruit in cheese, like mango, blueberries, cranberries. How do you, how do you guys feel about it? Not like on top of your cheese. I'm talking about like. In, in your cheese. In the cheese, yeah. So I um, don't I don't eat that either. Well yeah, so, okay. I can't. I so here's know. here's a here's a very funny, weird story. Quick, I'll make it quick. But um so I normally am also repulsed by this idea. But however, <laughs> I am I always am open to cheesemonger suggestions. And so um I was it was like a Valentine's Day situation and I went into a store in New Jersey. And the guy said to me, you got to get this Briot Savarin with the papaya in it. And I said, Briot Savarin with papaya? Dude, like dried papaya? I was like, mm, I don't know. He's like, listen, you're buying a bottle of champagne? Do it. So I I actually bought this piece of cheese because I was like, you know what? He was so confident. Either I'll <laughs> never take this guy's word again. I'll like never shop at this place again. We'll see what happens. So actually, I brought it home. I popped the bottle. When I started this cheese with it, and I have to say, it was really effing good. It was like mind-blowingly good. I was, I just, I, it's just not a normal thing to pick up though. Like I would never I, think yeah. papaya never and Brianna that. Brand. Yeah, it, it's it's a weirdo. It's a weirdo idea to put fruit in there. Yeah, and I'm also I lean towards savory combinations. So mm -hmm. to, to even even if we were talking back to bake brie situation, like I wouldn't like put a jam into it like a confiture i wouldn't do it it's just mm -hmm. not my thing i'd rather have like a pesto or something mm -hmm. real safe i don't know you know as, as tacky as that all sounds but i'd rather do something else than that but you know hey so diane you're not into it jess you said you're not into it either i'm not but i respect the tradition because it is you know it, it is in, cer in certain cheeses you'll you'll see They'll add some fruit. At, you know whether it's for holidays or it's just the way it's made. And sure. I mean, I like I like the washed. Like I really mm -hmm. like that. You know, um, play and not just with like apple, like not just with like ciders say. or whatever. But mm -hmm. I, I I like a good raspberry. You know, washed cheese, almost like you know, like wine. You mm -hmm. know, things like that. But mm -hmm. I just maybe it's a texture thing. I just can't. Yeah. yeah, I actually, yeah. I've as a as a cheese person, I've grown into fresh fruit with cheese. I I used to kind of forget about it. I did you know charcuterie, flatbread, all the other accoutrement that you would normally do, but like fresh fruit, 
when you get it right, it's a game changer with the cheese. Like, mm-hmm. I really feel like it gets overlooked because we're, we're focusing on, like, I don't know. We're just not focusing on fresh, you know, always. Um, so, yeah, I, I still, fresh fruit, 100%. Fruit mixed into cheese, I'll give it a shot. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's always, like, some. Let's, You're let's, getting very liberal. I, I, I am a very liberal person. I try. Um, <laughs> You know, I try to, to do these things. Um, right. And actually, speaking of uh, kind of coming up for Christmas, will you guys be doing the Stilton and port combo? I'm looking forward to that. I, I am a traditionalist in that way. I'm I'm mm. going to get a, a nice port, a tawny port probably, and uh, go for the, the old school Stilton. Um, I've never and... had that either. What? Mm. Oh, come on. <laughs> Diane, it's a classic Christmas it's combo. It's a winner. Yep. There's okay. a reason that's stayed okay. around for so okay. long. I got to um, do it. I'll do it this we, year. When we do the host uh, roundtable for Christmas with Carlos, I'm sure we'll get uh, a lot more info on that because he, he's he been keeping everyone kind of up to date with like what's happening AOP-wise and PDO. Uh-huh. And okay. um, I think he's going to speak more to that because I saw his Old Ways Cheese Coalition was mentioning something about that. So I want to follow up with Carlos Yescas on that when, when we do our next episode on the, the round table situation. Um, Although you could also swap out nothing against Stilton, but mm. there are some great American blue cheeses. You can do the same, you know, swap them in. Are you in referring to Rogue or Jasper or is there another one? Actually, yeah, those were the two that came <laughs> to my mind, but I think even like, um, I don't know, you play with some other, with some other like, um, Asher blue or mm. um I gotta say I love bay blue. Mm. Um point raised bay blue is to mm. me is is a mm. super winner. But there's so many great blue cheeses and and actually, you know, thinking about the whole thing about buying online, I mm-hmm. I just keep thinking about how there are parts of the country I don't get to enjoy the local cheeses from because we don't get them up in the New York metro area. And for people who live in like other parts of the country, they, you know, they have the same dilemma. And so this is a real opportunity, this shopping online to, you know, order, order some cheese from another part of the country. And um, yeah, so I've got my eyes on the South. I don't know if it's just because my daughter's going to Tulane now, mm-hmm. but I and and I've got this pimento cheese thing happening. So I'm um I'm looking forward to maybe for Christmas that that's what I'm looking at is getting like a selection of cheeses made in the south. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a very smart idea. I mean, it's good to branch out. I've had my eye on Meadow Creek for um, some special cheeses to get, mm-hmm. um, and I've also been thinking about the redhead uh, Robiola. I think up in the Midwest. Um, mm-hmm. To kind of think of some some names that I haven't had in a while that I usually see at cheese shows. Yeah, um, I think because we didn't have the Festival of Cheese this year, and exactly. you know there was no yeah. ACS conference, no fancy food show. That um, I'm thinking it. back to last year mm-hmm. in yeah. Richmond and what mm-hmm. I had at ACS last year that I still to this day like remember getting to try and wishing that I, you know, was looking forward to maybe getting to see them again and mm-hmm. taste them again. And mm-hmm. I didn't. So what's, what do I do? Right. I'll just do order them and then, yeah. And support them financially by, yeah. you know, yeah. buying their cheese. So, right. right. That's the thing. I, Cause I, Oh, sorry, Diane, you, you go ahead. I want to mention a sad fact. Yes. Is, is it time? 
Yes, yes. I, I, I think it's proper. Diane, go ahead. Okay. Um, James Coogan died uh, abruptly uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, he worked at Eli's uh, as, his, as his last stop. Um, mm. It's very sad. It's very, you know, it was a shock to everyone. Um, yeah. And so anyone I, who knows him is, is I, pretty upset. So sad. It's it's one of those things. So uh, just to give a background to the listeners out there, James, uh, he died at the age of 55. He was one of my favorite people in New York City um, to run into and talk to about cheese. He had been in the cheese business over 20 years. And he was just like one of those old school New Yorker types that like you ran into. And he would just be like, hey, Kat, how's it going? Uh, what's going on with this cheese? You know, and he would he would have all the international cheeses. He would do the American. He was fair to everyone. And, you know, he just kind of he was good. He was great at his job. I mean, he did. I, I don't know every stop that he did. I think I believe it was Dean and DeLuca he might have worked at at one point. Um, uh, Diane, if you know more of the places that he worked at, but I knew him at Eli's Market. You know, he was mm -hmm. he was doing a great job down there. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I was totally surprised by it. Um, you know, I thought mm -hmm. I was going to be talking to him about cheese this week. You know, I just, mm -hmm. I cannot believe. Yeah. Um, what a great person. Our, our thoughts and condolences go out to his uh, wife, Bambi. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, to anyone in the East Coast or the cheese in community of uh, the U.S., he's going to be missed. I mean, he was just yeah. one of those people you mm -hmm. saw at the trade shows, and I had always a great conversation with him on the side. So yeah. Um, yeah. my he thought was a very good conversationalist. Yeah. About and and about a life. He he just and he knew he he just yeah, he was a real person. He was not yeah. he yeah. was not, you know, doing schmoozing or anything, you know, anyway, to right. he right. was real. So um my thoughts go out to I was thinking of him the other day when I found out the news and um, you know, it's sad to see him go so early. So for 2020, yeah. just, uh, you know, give a cheers to him at your Thanksgiving tables if you can, if you knew him and think uh, good thoughts for him. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we're going to all miss him. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess on that note, um, I want to wish all of our listeners a happy Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I hope they have the best cheese at their table. Um, hopefully they sneak in the treasure that they've always wanted because this is the one year that they'll be able to get what they want uh, until we go back to normal Thanksgivings. Um, and I, I want to thank you both for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Kara. It's All right. been very delightful. Oh, you guys. All right, everyone. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Cutting the Curd. I'm your host, Kara Warren. You can follow us at Cutting the Curd on Instagram. You can follow... Uh, Heritage Radio at Heritage underscore radio. Um, and I all I hope all of you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Have a great day. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Stay safe. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Cutting the Curd is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. 
Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.